Blog Talk Radio.
praise you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the sacred king. And we just gather today on this broadcast of Prayer International, Father, to give you the praise. Thank you, Father, that there is a well of eternal life that has been given unto us through the blood of Jesus. That, Father, there is something that we can draw from, something, Lord God, that can come and uh, possess us more than uh, whatever the world wants to possess of us, Father, as they want to possess and take and occupy our hearts and our minds, the cares and the troubles of our lives. Father, we thank you that we are possessed by you, Lord, the possession of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he has bought us with the blood, and that he is sole ownership and property. We are property of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Father, we are owned by him. Lord, we thank you for this payment. We thank you for the pledge of the Holy Spirit that has been deposited in us. That the Comforter, Lord God, is an eternal well of life. That there is an override switch within us and that we reach it through prayer. We reach it through the Word of God. We reach it through worship, Father. That you throw that switch and everything changes. Father, we thank you that there is a well, a deep well, that we come to through the power of the blood of Jesus. That, Father, there is a way out, and that you have sole ownership of our hearts, no matter what tries to come into our hearts and our minds. Father, we give you the praise that Jesus is greater. Amen. Tonight we're going to be talking about the override switch, about the eternal well of life that is in you, which is the Spirit of God, which is the Word of God, the dimension of the kingdom that's been opened up. Jesus said the kingdom is not on the outside of you. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. And the kingdom is eternal. So there's an eternal, infinite dimension that is inside of you that you can reach that is the Spirit of God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That um, you can step out of your flesh, so to speak. You can step out of whatever penetrates the walls of your heart. If your heart and your mind is like an old castle, and that castle is being, um, being uh, broken into, by whatever is in your life, like cares, troubles, worries, whatever breaches the wall of your heart and your mind, you need to understand that um, God can uh, take that ground back. There is an infinite well. There is a dimension within you that can override whatever is, is coming against you on the outside. It says in uh, 1 John chapter two, probably chapter 3, verse 20, it says that... Um, says that uh, uh, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. So whatever tries to overcome you, God is able to overcome it. So we just give him the praise for that. We're going to go to a, a verse in John chapter 4, verse 11 says, the woman saith unto him, well, we'll start in verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, give me to drink, 
thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep, from whence then hast thou that living water? And uh, so she's talking about a physical well, but Jesus is talking about a spiritual well. And through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus breaks every yoke, it breaks every chain, it breaks every plague, and uh, you're able to have life, you're able to dip into that well of life through the power of the blood of Jesus and through the living water of his spirit that dwells in you, for he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So here this woman is saying, uh, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? The well that God has in us is deep, but we have to have something to, whereby to draw out of that deep well with. We have to draw out of it by using worship and the word and prayer. That as you step into prayer, as you step into the word, that the the Holy Spirit manifests itself upon you. The power of God comes through his word, comes through confessing his word, comes from speaking his word, comes from releasing his word. The word has power. And so this woman was looking for water. She thought she was looking for physical water, but Jesus turned her to the spiritual and said the water that he had is an infinite supply, so it doesn't matter what breaches your heart. It doesn't matter what breaches your mind because God has the reset button. God can fill you with his spirit, and that spirit can wash away whatever clogs your heart or clogs your mind and keeps you from him keeps you in that place of brokenness, God has that healing water. The water just doesn't cleanse, it heals. And the woman's saying the well is deep, but there's there's nothing for you, Jesus, to draw with, but really she was talking about herself, that we have this well, we have this blessing, this pledge of the Holy Ghost, this power that God's given us, but we have to take up the word, we have to take up prayer, take up worship, And those things are our shovels to dig for this well. And once you dig and continue to dig, then there's going to be a release of power. There's going to be a release of the Spirit. So, Father, we just thank you for this well. We thank you for this blessing. We thank you for the anointing of God. We thank you that there is a way out, Father. There is no limitations with your Spirit. There's no limitations with your glory. And that, Father, whatever we lack, you're able to provide. And we give you the thanks and the praise and the might of Jesus. Amen.
Praise Jesus, we're back, and we're talking about the well of life, the well that has been planted in you that you might receive the blessing of the Lord. Jesus said the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside. And so uh, there is a well within you. You've already got it. You've already got that eternal provision, that eternal power, that eternal blessing in you, and that that blessing is Jesus. It's the person of Christ. He is that infinite well. The woman at the well said, the well is deep and you have nothing to draw with. And so we're born again. We have the potential of Christ and his power within us. Uh, but we lack the ability to draw from that source. And uh, so our shovels, we talked about earlier, our worship and prayer and the word of God, and when a farmer plants a seed, it doesn't come up immediately. It's the little things that you do on a weekly basis that are going to deliver you. It's those little things that you do to uh, dig for the Lord in the place of prayer and worship that's going to cause that well to rise up within you. Uh, We're going to go to Isaiah 51, verse 10. It says, Was it not you who dried up the Red Sea, the waters of the great deep, who made the depths of the sea a way for the redeemed to pass over? Why then are we left so long in captivity? It says in the Amplified Version. So here God made a way for the people of God to escape captivity of of Egypt. But... uh, then it says, why then are we left so long in captivity? And that's how it is in our lives. Why do we allow ourselves to be left in the captivity of unforgiveness and bitterness and worry and whatever else? Why do we allow the enemy to overrun our position in Christ and to fill us with the debris of darkness, the debris of daily and weekly problems, troubles, trials? when there's an infinite well that you can draw from and drink out of and be filled with that river of life? And the answer is we have nothing to draw with. We're not developing the shovels to be able to dig until we hit that water well within us and cause it to rise up in us. It says in the word that God dwells in the praises of his people. He doesn't dwell in the muttering and the complaining of his people. So line your mouth up with the word of God and the spirit of God will shortly follow. It says um, in Proverbs 25, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. God's given us the power and the ability to search out those hidden waters of the living Christ within us. God has made a way for you to pass over your sea, your Red Sea, and and to escape Egypt. Whatever's dogging you, you can leave it behind by drawing out upon this well of life, this well of salvation that is inside of us. For the kingdom is in power, in glory, and the kingdom is inside you. It says in Psalms 112, Verse 4, unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. So God's got light for you in the midst of the darkness. 
and um, it says in Psalm 97, verse 11, light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. God's already planted light in you. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. God has already got any type of gladness or joy that you need to override whatever has broken down the walls of your heart and your mind and has infiltrated you with darkness, God has already pre-provisioned a deposit of joy within you. And all you have to do is dig for that gold and it's going to shine within you, even the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Isaiah 40, verse 3, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. So while you're in the desert, you make straight a way for him. You line up your mouth with the word of God. And you prepare this way for him. You create it. You build that landing strip and God is going to come. And he's going to land his presence. He's going to cause his river to spring up within you. The river of life. The river of all power. Let's go to prayer. Father, we thank you for this river of life, this river of all power that, Father, it's hidden from us. But, Lord God, it's something that we can dig for. It's it's at a distance, but it's not so far we can't reach it. For, Father, you said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's within our reach. It's within our ability to take it, Lord God. And you said it's not outwardly, it's inwardly. And you said the kingdom is in power and it's in glory. And that light is in us in the midst of darkness, in the midst of the wilderness. There is a river, there is a pool of water. There is a way that you've already pre-made in the deep. When we are in the deep, Lord God, you've already made a path away from Egypt and out of that depth unto the dry land, Father, unto the promised land. And so, Father, we thank you that whatever overruns the walls of our hearts and our minds, uh, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Father, we thank you that if we're full of bitterness, anger, and unforgiveness, that there is a gift of forgiveness that is given to us in Christ. And we have that power. We have that strength. We have that ability given to us as our inheritance that we don't have to try and forgive someone. That, Father, forgiveness is a gift that is already ours and our inheritance in Christ. For we are not righteous of ourselves to forgive someone, but Jesus in us is our righteousness. He is that power and that gift of forgiveness that overflows us and, and, and we're able to give it away to others, Lord God, because we've got so much of it. So, Father, we just praise you as we go back to worship in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Oh 
fresh on me Come awaken me from my
And we're back. We're going to John chapter 3, verse 3. It says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, 
He cannot see the kingdom of God. Then skipping down to verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now remember, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. We're talking about that well of life that is in you. First, it says, uh, except you be born again, you can't see it. And then he says, except you're born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So you can't, in the natural, you can't enter into anything you can't see. If you want to walk through a doorway, you have to be able to see to walk through it. If you want to walk into a building, you have to be able to see it to enter it. And so in the spirit, it's the same way. You have to be able to see by the revelation of the Holy Spirit in order to enter into the manifest reality of the kingdom of God. And um, Jesus said he is the vine and we're the branches. And that as we stay plugged into him, we're going to walk into that fruit, that kingdom fruit of blessing. And it says in 1 John 2:27, it tells us how to step into the river here. It says, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and, the, and, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. So abiding in him who is the kingdom, who is the fruit, who is the inheritance, who is the well of everlasting, who is the river, in order to abide in him uh, as it has taught you, that is the Holy Spirit, the rhema word, the revelation word, the teaching of the Holy Spirit allows us to enter into and abide within the kingdom. So unless your eyes are illuminated, you cannot enter into the kingdom just like in the natural. If you can't see a building, then how are you going to enter into it? And so Jesus says, first you have to be born again. You've got to have the Holy Spirit with you. And then... Uh, except he, he defines it further and says, except a man be born of water. And I'm going to add my own to this and say, except a man be born of the water of revelation and of the Spirit's confirmation of your action, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God or into that river, that well that is in you, that washes you and cleanses you and gives you power over all things. So. <clears throat> Previous to entering is taking an action. You have to be born of the water of revelation. The Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you detailed revelation. It gives you an impartation of truth by the Spirit. And by the Spirit, once you see, have eyes to see, you can then enter into the kingdom. So God spoke to Moses and said, here's how I want you to build the tabernacle. He went up to the holy place, onto the mountain. He got with God and into his own secret place, his own quiet time with the Lord. And God impressed upon his heart <clears throat> by revelation, showed him how the dimensions of the tabernacle was supposed to be. And so in the same way, and then he came down the mountain and he built it, and then the anointing abode upon that tabernacle. So that's a snapshot of how 
we are to operate in our lives. We are to go up to our mountain, set apart into our quiet time, and to hear what God would impress upon our hearts. And as we come down from the mountain and do what God showed us in the holy place, then the anointing is going to bless it. The anointing is going to abide upon it and uh, bless it and consecrate it. And that anointing that abode upon the tabernacle is Jesus, is the Spirit of God, is the glory of God, is the well of eternal life, of salvation, of power. It is that river of glory, that river of power and life is there. And so we praise God for that. We thank you. We thank him, Father, for the um, the breakthrough that is ours. And um, here's another snapshot. You know, what would happen if uh, Moses didn't even go up to the top of the mountain? What if he did not even hear God? What if he sat in front of the TV and watched uh, sports all day? He's not going to get that revelation to do what God is having him to do so that God's spirit can be made manifest in his life. Uh, Here's an example in Matthew chapter 3 of the same concept. It says, And Jesus answering said unto John, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the dove, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Well, Jesus took the blueprint of baptism upon his heart to do, because Jesus never did anything that God didn't show him to do. So that's his eyesight. Unless a man sees, is born... Uh, born of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom. He cannot see the building to go into. So Jesus saw something that he was supposed to do. He was supposed to get baptized. And Moses saw something he was supposed to do. Uh, In his quiet time, he saw that he was supposed to build the tabernacle. So here they are both seeing something. Just like we see things when we're in worship and prayer and in our quiet time with the Lord, he speaks to us. And then they did what they saw. And the Spirit of God brought down his glory upon Jesus as he was baptized. The heavens were opened and God, the voice was heard and the blessing came upon him because he performed the action. So let's go back to John chapter 3 and verse 5. And it says, Except the man be born of the water of revelation, that is the water of vision, of seeing something, of God writing something upon your heart like he did with Moses and like he told Jesus to get baptized, except the man be born of the water of revelation, of seeing what you're supposed to do, and of the Spirit's confirmation of an action, you doing what you see that you're supposed to do, uh, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So it's like the this is the elevator process. You've got seeing something you're supposed to do than actually doing it and the Spirit coming down and blessing it just like the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus in his baptism that is in his action that he took Um, and then the heavens opening that is the kingdom of God opening the well of salvation within you will open that eternal life will open within you and cleanse you from anything that has 
broken the walls, breached the walls of your heart and mind and put uh, bitterness and unforgiveness, worry or hate or doubt or anything, any dark thing in your heart and your mind, if it comes to a place of corruption, know and understand that there, were, there is a river, there is a well of life, there is a power in you that you can tap that is called the kingdom of God and it is greater than anything on earth and nothing can control it. Nothing can, uh, it can try to attack it, but it cannot prevail over the power of the spirit of the kingdom of God that is in you. And you reach it by digging. You reach it through prayer, the word, and worship. These are our tools to dig down in the dirt until the water begins to fill that up, that void, that hurt in your life begins to get filled up with the word of, with the spirit of God that is in you. And so um, there is light sown in the darkness for the righteous. God has a way out of your Red Sea. God has already prepared a way for you. And it says, again, to quote Isaiah 51, verse 10, Was it not you who dried up the Red Sea, the waters of the great deep, who made the depths of the sea a way for the redeemed to pass over? Why then are we left so long in captivity? Well, we're left in captivity because we don't have a quiet time, because we don't go up to the top of the mountain and listen to what God is telling us to do, and then to go and do that thing like Jesus did in getting baptized, so the heavens will not open. If you sit there and watch TV all day and uh, you don't listen to God, then the heavens aren't going to open. The heavens open when we dig. You've got to dig in the Word. You've got to dig in prayer. You've got to dig in worship. You've got to lift your arms up unto the Lord and stretch out your arms and fingers unto the Lord and cry out. Um, You've got to develop that habit in your life. And it's not going to happen at once that you get the total breakthrough. No, that does happen, but what God wants is for us to develop a habit, a a lifestyle of reaching out to him. Old Testament sacrifice has now become a New Testament principle. We don't sacrifice animals. We don't build a physical altar anymore. But what we do is we follow that principle of sacrifice. And as God met people on the altar, Abraham and all the patriarchs built altars, Solomon, David, God met them, point of action, that point of faith. Uh, Noah, Moses, Jesus in his baptism, they saw what they were supposed to do. They saw by the Spirit of God showing them And uh, they did it, and doing it opens the door. It releases the well that causes you to overcome, that well of life. And so, Father, we just thank you. We praise you for this well of life. We praise you for this well of power. We praise you, Father God, that your word is like a hammer, and it crushes and, and destroys the rock, the hardness of the enemy in our lives. Father, you said to break up the soils of our hearts, that it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon us. Until you come, Father, and rain upon us, we're going to dig in the word. We're going to dig in prayer. We're going to dig in worship. And we're just going to not worry about if we've got the breakthrough today, 
because we know that doing this, someday the breakthrough will come, the heavens will open, we will hear your voice, your love being sounded unto us, saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, my child. And so, Father, we thank you that you are well pleased with us. And I just rebuke any emotional uh, bondage upon any of the people listening, Lord God, any uh, depression, any thoughts of doubt, any way in which their heart is overcharged and overrun, Father, we just rebuke that in Jesus' name, and we declare that light, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. And, Father, you would have us to dwell in your light. For, Father, it says, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Lord, it's when we hear the joyful sound of the waters of revelation trickling through the word, trickling unto us, Lord, as we pray and worship, and you show up in that altar time that we hear a joyful sound, that sound of truth that sets free. Father God sets free from the lie. Therefore, we shall walk, O God, in freedom in the light of your countenance. So, Father, we just, at the close of this broadcast, we just give you the glory, give you the honor and the praise, and we thank you for the river. Amen. Strangely. 
give me this. 